0: The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer.
1: Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle. I'm really looking forward to our conversation today with a trailblazing innovator who's returning to our show to provide even more evidence that telemedicine is moving from the early adopter to the early majority stage on the Gartner Curve. That means we're moving quickly from the first 10% of organizations adopting telemedicine to the next 40%. We're going to get right to it today. Our guest is Dr. Michael Sherling, co-founder and chief medical officer at Modernizing Medicine. Dr. Sherling, welcome back to the show.
0: Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, I really appreciate your time. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and remind the audience about you and your background?
0: Thank you. I'm happy to. My name is Michael Sherling. I'm the co-founder of Modernizing Medicine. By training, I'm a practicing dermatologist, and started the company about 2010 with my co-founder Daniel Kane. Modernizing Medicine is unique in that it provides healthcare solutions for practicing physicians in the specialties like dermatology, ophthalmology, orthopedics, gastroenterology, plastic surgery, ENT, and neurology and rheumatology. That's a long list. (laughs) That is. What makes us different is that we're the next generation of health records for physicians. We are mobile, which means that our physicians don't have to type. They can just touch on an iPad and document all of their notes for patients. And that's great for patients too, because then patients and physicians can communicate with each other instead of the physician turning their back against the patient typing up a storm. That's very critical. The second thing, what's great about mobile, is that we're getting into patient engagement, and so patients can interact with their physicians on their own devices, directly email their physicians, or provide telemedicine services, and we'll get to that.
1: So your system provides not only telemedicine, but you're providing the EMR With telemedicine wrapped around it.
0: Exactly, and that's a big benefit. When patients communicate with their physicians, both the physicians and the patients need to have access to their medical records. They need to know what medications they're on and if they're on any allergies, what treatments have been tried before, and did they work or did they not work. And so that connection, the patient's latest history with what's been done, is the key to the success of telemedicine.
1: You provide the systems to physician practices versus actually being a telemedicine provider. Is that correct?
0: Correct. We are interested in direct-to-patient telehealth. So modernizing medicine has a relationship with the physicians and the practices who then use the technology. Patients can also download the telehealth application themselves, but they would need to use the telehealth application in conjunction with one of our physician
1: users. Great. And last time you were on the show, you were telling us about the electronic medical assistant. Could you remind us what that is?
0: The electronic medical assistant is our newest generation health record. And what makes it different is that it saves physicians time documenting all of their needs instead of 10 to 15 minutes per patient in under a minute. Oh, wow. And so it's really that ability to allow doctors to touch in their patient histories, their diagnoses, and their prescriptions, much like a waitress or a waiter would do at a restaurant, typing in the order and having all of these outputs like clinical notes, prescriptions, clinical bill, et cetera, being generated in real time. And so physicians love it because they can spend more time with their patients and less time with the computer.
1: Great. And Again, last time when you were here, you were telling us about a new release that was about to come out, the Electronic Medical Assistant for Dermatology. Tell us how that release went and maybe what you learned. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So Modernizing Medicine has served the dermatology community since 2010, and now we have about 35% of dermatology providers on our platform. Our newest release really has a lot of improvements. First, we have released our beta version of our practice management system. Our practice management system does all of the scheduling and billing processing. That's very important for physician practices who are looking for one system that does both the clinical documentation and the billing platform. The other really key part of the release is our telehealth application that is now really having tremendous success in beta. And so patients and their physicians are using the product outside of a clinical visit so that patients can take pictures of their rashes and their lesions and physicians can make diagnoses really at the convenience of of their home or after hours and then prescribe a medication or order an important lab test based on what they find. We've also learned a great deal from our community about what the barriers to telehealth are. And so through our beta process, we found that physicians and patients need a more seamless workflow. And so allowing the patients to just log in with as few steps as possible to really get through to the clinician is what we've learned. On the physician side, I think there's a lot of barriers to telehealth adoption. And I think the biggest piece is the lack of clarity around reimbursement from a government perspective. As we know, healthcare is really reimbursed through insurance companies and obviously government programs like Medicare and Medicaid, and they create certain billing rules around what services can and can't be covered. These providers of insurance contract with the physicians, and they together determine what services get paid for and what doesn't. Telehealth has traditionally been not something that's easily reimbursed, and so physicians are happy to charge out of pocket and patients are happy to get a service above and beyond if insurance doesn't cover it. But I think what we've learned in our system is how do we streamline that so physicians don't have to become experts in reimbursement. And obviously telehealth reimbursement differs state by state. And so we're building the functionality now where physicians and patients can charge whatever their fees are up front, patients can sign a waiver, Saying that if it's not covered, they'll pay, and if it is covered, we'll submit for reimbursement. And that change, I think, will really help the industry get telehealth adopted. It's very critical from the provider point of view.
1: I agree. Did you have any experience with your providers in reconfiguring their practice for telehealth, whether they had to set up different schedules for a telehealth, quote-unquote, room, or...
0: Yeah, we're definitely learning. The providers themselves love the access to the clinical information because telehealth has been going on for years and years. It's just been over the phone. <laughs> Getting all of that information from a patient is somewhat difficult since they may not have access to the record and we may not have access to the record. So we've learned a lot from them that they're really, really happy. There's definitely a lot of education from the front staff on getting patients engaged in this new way of accessing their physicians. And so we've had to educate the front staff and saying, by the way, if you have an issue, you can certainly call the office, but here's an app you can download on the website, here's your login information, and you can use this to really have a visit outside of the normal context. And so you can imagine that physicians and their front desk staff have to educate each and every patient as they come through. But after that year cycle, I think we haven't seen the benefits of that.
1: Right. What are you finding to be the benefits of telemedicine, and I'm especially interested in any benefit that was unexpected?
0: It's really around access. Patients need access to their physicians, and diseases don't happen between 9 to 5. And sometimes diseases get worse, and sometimes they get better, and Patients are always frustrated that whenever they have a symptom, I'm not there for them at that time. And so come in and I'll say, you know, I had this awful rash. It was terrible with these blisters all over my body, but it took me two months to get an appointment with you. And now the rash is gone. Can you tell me what happened? Can you tell me what my diagnosis is? And without a picture, I really can't. And sometimes they'll take a picture, but it'll be out of focus won't be of the whole body, and so I really can't help them. And so I think the biggest benefit of telemedicine is access to health care. But there's another benefit, and I think that is making it more cost-effective. And so if we treat patients in their moment of need with the right medicine at the right time, we save that extra office visit of care. But if there's a delay to diagnosis or delayed delay to treatment, there may be complications. There may be... More severe medications that are needed to treat it. And so I think why insurance companies and the government will really come around to funding telehealth and reimbursing it is that it will cause a savings in the total cost of healthcare because it improves access and it improves the timely treatment of diseases so that they don't have to go to the emergency room, which is very expensive. They don't have to go to urgent care, and maybe the person in urgent care isn't a specialist, and they don't know what this is, and so they throw that famous cocktail of prednisone and antibiotic and antihistamine, not knowing what the process is, and maybe the patient only needed one out of those three medications. And so access to specialties, reducing the cost of care, timely treatment of patients, those are the three benefits they're really going to help adopt telehealth.
1: Perfect. I love that. Given all the progress that we are seeing, what do you see happening? What's that next step illusion as you look into your crystal ball the next one to three years? What kind of predictions do you have for telemedicine?
0: I think initially we'll see telehealth be for certain specialties. I'll call them the visual specialties where patients can really give doctors a key into exam features like dermatology. Patients can see the rash. Doctors can diagnose the rash. Surgery, so post-op visits, maybe the patient isn't feeling well and the doctor needs to take a quick look at the wound or the incision site, they can then do that. But then I think we'll start to see remote telehealth for other services, like in ophthalmology, Doctors screen patients for a condition called diabetic retinopathy. So if you have diabetes, one of the complications is that you may get a deterioration of the retina where you can't see as well. And if you catch it early, you can treat it. But like so many things in medicine, patients don't always know when something's going wrong. And so, or maybe they don't have access to an ophthalmologist. So I can see telehealth helping Patients get more access, so maybe they'll go to an office that'll have cameras that can take pictures of the back of the eye, and then those images can then be forwarded through telehealth to an ophthalmologist that then can determine, do you have this disease, this diabetic retinopathy, and does it need treatment, rather than waiting six months for an appointment? So I think things like interfacing with devices will be great. I think that Even in internal medicine, care coordination will be critical and uh, medication adherence. So most of the medicines we prescribe as physicians, they don't get filled or they don't get used. And part of that is because we have lives or we're busy and we forget. And so partnering telehealth with mobile applications that the patients have to remind them to take their medication through push notifications and to collect whether they got better or not. So, hey, I'm prescribing you this medicine, you're sick, but I don't hear back from you. And sometimes no news is good news because you go on with your life and you get better. But I love a way to close the loop. And telehealth and mobile applications can really do that through something called patient reported outcomes. So you as the patient say, you know what, Michael, that drug worked really great. Or Michael, that drug worked okay, but I had some side effects from it and in the future, I would appreciate it if we try something else should this happen. So I think you'll see mobile technology closing the loop, improving medication adherence, and improving care coordination so that physicians like internal medicine doctors can reach specialists when they need to and get everybody on the same page to make sure that the cancer is being treated the right way or the patient's getting the services they need at home.
1: Absolutely. What do you think that the American Telemedicine Association is going to have to do to support this ongoing progress?
0: I think they're doing a great job already on their website. It's very clear state by state what the regulations are, but I think if we can prove that even more to make it a little bit more specialty specific, so maybe as a starter kit, as a dermatologist, what are the resources that I need to implement telehealth in my practice? How do I navigate the reimbursement world. And if I'm in this state, is it okay for me to see new patients with telehealth or am I only allowed to see established patients with telehealth? And if I'm in this state, is my physician assistant allowed to use telehealth or am only I allowed to use telehealth? Those types of things, I think, will remove the doubt in providers' minds, provide increased clarity. And as long as they know what the rules are, I think they'll embrace it.
1: Got it. A big part of what we do at Intrepid Now is to help our clients engage with their customers and prospects at trade shows. One show I've not attended is the annual ATA conference, which this year is in Minneapolis, I guess in May. What can you tell our audience about the conference? What do you find valuable about attending?
0: So this year is going to be our first year. We're going to have a booth there, booth number 829 in May. And so the thing that we want to show everyone is we want them to use the technology, we want to show what the patient experience is like, what the physician experience is like. We want to share best practices, how we interface with our own health record. We want to mingle with not just the telemedicine researchers, but also those in the insurance industry and government to show how improved access can really help patient care and reduce costs. What the show can really provide is getting the technologists with the innovators together to make sure we provide the best products for our doctors.
1: Perfect. You've talked a little about the future, of, about what ATA needs to do to support the future, but specifically regarding modernizing medicine, what can your customers expect from you as you put together your plans for 2016?
0: We will support physicians adopting telehealth to improve access to their patients. We will educate them on the reimbursement world as it continuously changes and educate them around that. We will provide resources for them around making sure that patients and physicians get reimbursed in an ethical way, and we'll provide them with this awesome tech (laughs) that's really the core of our DNA, that patients and physicians can now use the same platform for their care so that they can get better in real
1: time, not six months from now. That sounds awesome. Dr. Sherling, we're running up against the clock here, but before I let you go, where can people go to learn more about what you're doing at Modernizing Medicine?
0: We have our website, www.monmed.com and then from there, there's a link to our telehealth application as well, so we're excited to, to show them.
1: All right. It was so great to have you today. Thanks for stopping by and sharing your great wisdom with us. Appreciate it. Thanks for the opportunity. Oh, my pleasure. And that wraps this broadcast on behalf of our guest, Dr. Michael Sherling. I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.